Welcome to the Power of Positivity podcast. We talk about mental health, positivity, and well, my life leading up to this point. With guests, a variety of topics will be covered, helping us all understand how to be better and hopefully motivate us in doing so. I want to share my stories with all of you and how you can always change your perspective with an open mind. Let's make this a great day and get started with the show. Welcome in everyone to another episode of the Power of Positivity podcast. My name is Andy and I appreciate you taking the time to come and listen. It really, really means the world to me and I hope your day is going well so far. Today we're going to be touching on a little bit of a more difficult topic in my life. Now we've talked about some of this before, we've talked about some of my experiences and how I went on, but what I want to tell you about today and what I want to talk about today is how I was able to overcome the darkest times in my life. For a lot of us, we try our best to be level-headed. We try to learn from our mistakes, we try to be our best self, and sometimes when life throws us these curveballs that we're just not able to brush off very easily, it can be extremely hard to learn from it in the time that you are given. Before we get started, if you do want to come and watch me when I'm live, I do stream on Twitch, Tuesdays, Thursdays and Sundays over at twitch.tv slash Ellis and you can also chat with me when I'm offline over at twitter.com slash Ellis with two underscores there. I would love to have a chat with you. So as I said, this episode is probably going to be a little bit of a harder one again. For anyone listening, I hope it can help and give you some insight to a little bit more about my life as I've dedicated this whole podcast to doing so and also teaching you a lesson within your own experiences, you know, how you can be better, how you can be your best self. As I said, I'm 21. I've got a long, long time, hopefully, to become someone I am proud to be. It's not to say I'm not proud of myself and who I am because I do believe I've come a very long way in a very short space of time when I made that decision to become who I am. For those of you who know who I am and for those of you who have kept up with these episodes and this podcast, you'll know probably what I'm going to be talking about today. And it's completely understandable and I never want to over talk about it. I think it's something that has happened in the past and I've learned extremely well from it. But I know that every single day people go through what I have had to go through. People have been through what I've went through and still don't understand how to get out of that place that they're in, that dark place, that area where it just seems to be there's no hope or there's no light at the end of that tunnel. I am praised for being sort of outgoing, a positive person. But what I know is that most people who are like this, most people who are the same as me and try to spread a message that I try to spread, have been through a lot. Often the most positive are the ones who have been hurt the most and often the ones who look out for others are the ones that sometimes need looking out for. I'm not saying right here that I need to be looked out for because when I was younger and when I'd went through all of this, I had to grow up fairly quickly. I didn't at the time. I was very much still a child at the time, but once I'd learned what was going on and how the world worked, I changed massively. If you have known me from when I was younger in primary school and high school to now, you will know there has been a massive shift in who I am. And it's for the reasons that I'm going to be talking about today as to how I overcame that and why I am who I am. I feel in a way that it's sort of a responsibility to make sure that people who have went through 
what we have went through don't feel alone and people who are currently going through it are knowing that it's okay to be upset it's okay to be angry it's okay to just not understand why the the world seemed to to take you away from people that you love i will not sit here and say that i have been through the worst that life has ever had to offer because i know someone could come and tell me their story that is a lot worse than i have ever had however we all deal and face with situations in different ways no matter who you are i would never wish it on anyone nobody deserves to go through pain suffering and hurt in their life if you're coming here for the first time and this is the first episode that you've ever listened to me, well, first of all, I appreciate that. I hope you're having a great day so far and it really means a lot that you wanted to come and stop by and give me a chance. And if you're wanting to know what I'm talking about, in 2009, sadly, my mum had passed away from fighting cancer for six years. It was a struggle, a big, big struggle for me. And because I was young and I'd already developed that connection with my mum, it was extremely hard for me to overcome that. It was extremely hard for me to accept me for who I was, accept what had happened, realise it wasn't my fault, stop blaming other people and stop digging myself into this dark cave that I couldn't seem to get out of. No 10 year old should ever have to go through something like that. Nobody should ever have to go through something like that but sadly the circle of life often leads to death within the family or friendships because that's just how life is. It makes it so much harder knowing that I'd already reached the stage of maturity to know what was going on. You know, if I was younger, I would have grown up without my mum. And although that would have been extremely difficult, it's a different tone to someone who grows up with them. I'm not saying it's not as hard at all because it's not. Because everyone deals with things in different ways. But because I'd known my mum, because I'd known what went on, and I'd been through the, the suffering and the battling of cancer, and seeing how she was going through all that and going to the hospitals most night, I understood but didn't understand what was going on. One of the hardest things for me was being told when she was getting close to the end of her life that she would recover. I was told by some family members and as as clear as day, as clear as if it was yesterday, them telling me that it was going to be all right. Them telling me everything would be fine and that she would recover and she would be home in no time. Now she'd had been home before. She had got out of the hospital and been home and spent some time with us but it always got worse and she would have to go back in for, for some operations or for some help. And it was difficult. It was difficult seeing that happening in front of me and realising I can't do anything about this. That always sticks with me and that's always something that I do because I don't ever like to give people false hope or a falsified situation. I know, I was 10 and no one wants to tell a 10 year old they're going to lose their mum in the next few months. I don't think anyone ever wants to do that. However, I would much rather have known and been told the truth rather than give these false hopes and building me up to something that wasn't going to happen. I also understand that a lot of people put faith in different things in their life, whether that be religion, people, anything. So I have no hatred towards someone trying to do that and someone trying to just tell a 10 year old that it's going to be okay. But for me, knowing what I know now, I would have much rather have been told what was going on. Much rather have told that, you know, this is going to happen and we have to prepare for that. Because you cherish a lot more, you know? When you're built on hope, you believe in your whole heart that that's going to be okay. And when it turns out to not be okay, 
you lose a little bit of that. You lose a little bit of that trust. You lose a little bit of that hope. And you think, you know, you can't do anything about it. After it had all happened, we had the funeral, of course. And to me, I always remember this so vividly of it being a celebration. Now, I didn't understand this at the time. And when we had got out of the church and we were in a different place celebrating, people were all happy and talking and chatting away. And I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I still don't understand it, actually, to, to this day, to be honest with you, um, as to what they were all talking about. I realised they were probably talking about all the good things that had happened in our life. And for that, I'm grateful. I really, really am. But for me, sitting there on a chair, watching everyone smiling and happy when we'd just been to the church, to the funeral of my own mum. People got up and talked about her life, what she had done, things that she had said and friendships she had made. And me thinking about this now is bringing back those memories. So it is a little bit more difficult. And I do apologise if this episode is a little bit harder to do. But I feel it's important, just as much as it was important for me to talk about it in one of the first episodes I have done this. People tried to do a lot for me when it had all happened. And whether that helped or made it worse was still nice to know that people cared. People wanted the best for me. I've talked about before my grands trying to step in as, as mother figures after all this happened and my dad having to lay down the law and realise, you know, it's up to him to make this work and it's not them. It's weird after something like that happens. Looking back on it now, everything seemed to go slow. Like time was just there. It wasn't really a purpose of doing things. And I was also reflecting on that recently because I realised I didn't actually have any purpose. You know, I got up in the morning, I couldn't sleep that night before. I struggled sleeping for eight years after it happened. I used to have to have something on in the background to listen to every night. I would be up till half two, three in the morning, just sitting there watching a movie. The movie actually I always watched was the same one. It was called Cheaper by the Dozen. I don't know if any of you know what that movie is, but that was my sort of go-to movie that I watched every night. I listened to every night. I couldn't not sleep if I didn't have that on. And I think that stems from a lot of things. I think that stems from me not wanting to get in my own head because if I had two seconds to think about anything, that would be the only thing I would think about. I don't think I've ever told anyone that. I don't think anyone's ever experienced me saying that to anyone. But for a long time, I struggled with a lot. I didn't outwardly speak about it until the last few years because I wasn't comfortable. And it's still hard to this day, of course it is. I mean, we're going on 11 years now and it's still difficult. But it doesn't mean we can't speak with full confidence and try to help those who are going to have to deal with the same situations that I have dealt with or others. One of the hardest parts was actually being reminded in school. Even the the smallest and subtle things is when people finish at the end of the school day and them seeing all their parents, their mum and their dad or just their mum there and people talking about their mums in school and people talking about the bad things that we're doing to them. I'm just thinking, you know, <laughs> appreciate them. How, how can you not? How can you not appreciate that? Just even them being there, even seeing them, even just talking to them after you got home from school, you know, your mum asking you, oh, how was school today? And you coming in just saying, oh, it was boring. That small, stupid, pointless conversation 
was all I wanted. If you have your parents right now, if you have your, your grandparents or anyone who looks after you and you, you see them every day and you might be getting annoyed at them at some points, please just appreciate them. Please just one day, it doesn't have to be a lot, it doesn't have to be anything, you know, because I probably still don't do it enough. But just tell them you appreciate them. Just today, after this podcast episode, just go down and tell them you appreciate them. That's all. That's all you've got to do. Appreciate them for who they are, what they're doing, and what they've done for you. Because trust me, they've done a lot more than you'll ever realise. But they don't need the gratification to allow you to know that. They do it out of the kindness of their heart. There was a point in my life now that I look back where I really didn't want to live. I didn't really feel much. Like, nothing was good in my life. I couldn't sleep, was always looking for an escape, and it's weird because the likes of suicide never crossed my mind. I knew the person my mum raised me to be, and although I haven't worked out how to overcome the sadness just yet, and I don't think I ever will, I wanted to make her proud. Over the next coming years, I tried to work on myself a lot more. School was tough at points, just like it is for any kid. I tried to fit in, do good in my classes, and proceed to higher education, which I did, and I'm going to do this year. As I got closer to finishing high school, it was when I started to finally overcome the darkness. It wasn't to say that it was gone, and to be honest, I don't think it ever will. But what it has done is allowed me to look in life in a different matter. Look at it from a different perspective and appreciate a lot more of what I have. Again, as I said, I don't say it enough to my family and my friends. But what I do is appreciate all that they do. I have been given the creative freedom to do what I want and express who I truly am because of them. Not feeling judged for pursuing this crazy dream of mine of making this world a better place. You know, I was given the opportunity by my parents to do so. Some of my friends who now know what I do, appreciate what I do, and actually enjoy some of the content. Overcoming the darkness that you may be feeling right now is going to be difficult. A journey within itself. It will take time, it will take dedication from your own mind and more to finally see that light and what this world actually has to offer. But what I can tell you is that facing the truth sooner rather than later will help you with the healing process. I know you might not want to talk about it with someone close, and that's okay. This is why we have the likes of therapies and online people you can talk to, and even online friendships that you've made. I cannot tell you the amount of times I've stayed up till four in the morning talking to people that I barely know about some of my biggest life struggles, and they know exactly what I'm talking about. They listen and they give their opinion. Facing what is going on right now is one of the hardest things that I ever had to do, because I had to face the reality that she was never coming back and I would never see her again. It's a difficult thing to say, and if you were listening intently, you would realise there was a break in my voice there. Because it was hard. It still is. But I've faced reality. And my sole mission now is to live on what she brought us up to be. Respectful people who look after one another, who look after people when they're hurting. And just appreciate them for who they are. So many nowadays are living in this self-absorbed world where the world revolves around them and that's the only people in it. And it's so important to look after yourself first and foremost, but other people matter too. Other people's feelings are valid and other people have gone through a lot in their life that they need to just have someone to listen. For once in your life, realise there's other people. That life isn't always going to be sunshine and rainbows, that there's going to be dark times, that there's going to be things that bring you down. 
But if you wake up in the morning and make it your mission to work hard for what you believe in, to spread a little bit of joy and positivity to this world, you can make it a better place. And if you want a little bit of realisation, look at the social medias and the Discord that we've built and the, the YouTube channel that we've built. It may not be big, it might not be massive, it might not have hundreds of thousands of subscribers, but I know for a fact I have made a positive difference in this world in a short space of time. And I will continue to do so. And I'm so fucking proud of that. Time is also a big healer. It doesn't make the pain go away, but it allows you to understand what has went on in your life and how to make sense of everything that's going on. Time lets you appreciate what life is and what you can offer to it. Time is one of those things that nobody has an advantage over. No one has more, no one has less. And it's what's going to help you make those darker clouds fade. Have I overcome the worst time in my life? Maybe. But we will only ever know through time. Life is going to be challenging. Life is going to be hard. And I want anyone who's listening to this to know that if you do ever need to reach out to someone, just have a conversation, just to listen, please message me. I'm more than happy to do so. I've left a link for the Discord in the description. This isn't some sort of self-promotion. We're a family in there. And if you want to talk, I'm more than happy to listen. And I really hope you know that. Love is stronger than death, even though it can't stop death from happening. But no matter how hard death tries, it can't separate people from love. It can't take away our memories either. In the end, life is stronger than death. Anonymous. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Power of Positivity podcast. And have a fantastic day.